coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Mr. Rick Allen. That's me. Yes, and today we are going to be talking about something that has seemed to come up more often than not, because the paper stack seems to attract a lot of new buyers because we've made the process so simple to get in. We've got new buyers. We've got a lot of seasoned, a lot of seasoned buyers, a lot of seasoned sellers, but we've definitely bridged that gap that makes the, it makes it easier for new investors in the note space to conduct business. True. For sure. And some of the things that we find is things that they either forget about or are just not privy to. And so... What we're talking about today is the things that you need to do before you purchase your first notes, because they'll ask the questions on, I want to, I want to buy some notes, but do I have to be, have an LLC or can I do it by personal name? Do I, do I have to have a debt collector's license? Are you going to manage the collecting? Are you going to pay me the money when they get it from the borrower? Who does all that? And so, okay. So there's a couple of things that need to be lined up. So we're going to start with the beginning of, what do I say? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do at the beginning? I tell this everybody, you should always do what? Get some education. Get some education. That's right. No matter what you're going to do, whether no matter what investment or pretty much anything, I guess, in life, you want to have a little bit of education. When it comes to notes, I say a lot of education. You want to go out there and find, go start on Google. Look on Google and get a high level understanding of notes. If you're coming from the real estate world, There'll be a lot of overlap. It'll be very quick. You should pick it up. You'll understand. It's real estate backed. But you want to understand like what's going on. So if go out there. There's tons of educators out there. Yeah. And some of the places I would say that are very giving with their knowledge is, of course, Bigger Pockets. You can get a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of people in the note area of Bigger Pockets that are very open and willing. Just I would honestly, if you are getting started, just go type in like mortgage notes in Bigger Pockets and just start reading through the threads and you'll get a, a wealth. There's Good Deeds Investing Pod. What is it? Oh, crap. The Good Deeds Investing Pod group. Yeah. With Chris Seventy. Yeah, Chris Seventy. Yeah, or yeah. the thing is, the one thing I would say there was the paralysis analysis is real. And if you start picking 10 different venues and trying to learn from 10 different people, you're going to get mixed messages. I had to take you know, three, stick to those three things and just go deep on them. That's a good point, Brad. I like paralysis or analysis. Paralysis by analysis <laughs> is that's a good thing. It's a, that's a good thing to talk about because I've, we've gone to so many different events tied to an educator, multiple educators, multiple events. And you talk to people who have been in these groups and some of them have been part of this, been part of this group for five years. I've got tons of education and it's like, I mean, notes that you bought. You're like, none. It's like, wow, you've bought no notes, but you've been part of this. And it's like, yeah, I just couldn't. Pull the trigger. Just always trying to learn. And there's always, a, I guess, seminar junkies, you could call them. Just all, always about learning. Don't, at some point, you have to get off the sidelines and get in the game. Yeah. And you find a good educator who's going to give you the information. Maybe they offer some consulting. And I know Kevin Shortell offers consulting. Allows you to call him with questions. Note school, same thing. Got weekly phone calls. You want somebody who's going to offer you education and then say, go buy. Bring me back your questions. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah, very much. That's how we did it. That's right. You guys were on that every Wednesday, right? It was like Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays. You guys were on every Monday, Wednesday? No, I wasn't on every one, but... TJ said he he didn't miss two years. He was on there and would sit and listen, yeah. 
every single Wednesday, which I mean, that's just valuable because you don't even know at that point, you don't even know the questions to ask. Yeah, that's the thing is you got to hear other people ask the question. Isn't it? Isn't it? You, like, when that's you're the first, unknown unknown. Yeah, when you get started, you don't even know. You don't know what you don't know. But until you start listening, you're like, oh, in case studies are the best. So yeah, education is going to be key. And if it's a bigger group and you got more people and also you want to know that your educators actually been doing the business yeah. for a while. Yeah. There's some educators out there who have sprung up who they've come, they bought their first note on paper stack and now they have a education series. So that's, it's good, but you just want to make sure that there's a lot of education. Make sure there's, make sure the person you're learning from didn't read a book from somebody else and now they're regurgitating. That's something that happens in the internet marketing world, the world it I, does. where I come from. And it's always peeves me because it's like, hey, wait a second. That's not a person you can go to with questions. No, that's a theory person. That's so, a, that's a person who's, oh, I can, let's like an internet marketing. They're like, I can take this and make money off of it. Right? Yeah. yeah we, I saw behind the scenes back in the day and I was like, where they wanted me to be like one of the educators, me and Greg, and they're telling us how the, how it worked. There's like a little syndication where we'll get in, you promote our stuff for a little bit and then We'll turn around and when it's time for you to put out your, we promote your stuff and it's just a circle of life. And we're just, that's disgusting. I was like, that's yeah. not genuine. And yeah, it's, I don't even know if that forum's still around. No, but the point is, the, I'm it all in there. Right now. Yeah, it was. But the whole point is like, look, you want to find somebody who, if they're teaching you this, they're a mentor. They've been in this business for a while. They've got history. They've got the, they've got the battle wounds that they can talk to you and say, oh, I know I got this one. Or you remember that time when this happened or I'm sharing real world experiences. Point in case, who are some of the best professors? Somebody who's actually doing it. Yeah. Somebody who can teach it, who's actively doing it is something that's, yeah, that's what you want. No, so education is first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree on that. And then after that, the questions is, are usually do I need to be licensed and, you know, I don't have to have a debt collector's license. And I'm always like, I don't know, Ohio, Georgia, maybe. Yeah, the licensing is definitely, that's something you want to look at because there's, each state is different. There's ways around it with buying through. If you have a, if you're using like a trustee or like US bank or something like that, because you can fall under their license. But yeah, you definitely want to go look at each state. Figure out the states that you're going to buy in or you want to buy in and start small. Don't look at the United States and be like, okay, now I got to get a license here. Because what happens is it's gets, it's an elephant and you're not going to, you're going to eat it. You're just going to eat it. You're not going to do it. So look and figure out the states. I would find states where you don't think that there's licensing required or anything like that and go Go look, have an attorney, go consult an attorney. They're going to tell you, yes, do I need, do you need to be licensed here? No, as long as you're doing this or this. I'm like, great. And so you can gather a handful of states and then you say, okay, I'm buying in this state. Then you're going to want to look at in the later on, maybe you want to buy in some other states and there's licensing issues there. So you can go figure out the licensing. Just start adding them a little bit at a time. That's the key. My one question would be too, is why would you... Pick one state over another. Judicial, non-judicial, it's my backyard. I live there. There's a lot of different reasons. Interesting. So yeah, we have some people that are hot to trot on Georgia. And Georgia seems to be a pretty tough one. You need some licensing in Georgia. Yeah, and hundred percent. And there, so much that goes two ways. Like people are going to Georgia because you need licensing, and it will keep more people out, and they, there's more deal flow for them because it's Georgia specific, and they know exactly. 
hey, when you close a deal in Georgia, you got to have, what is it, like two signatures on that assignment? There's just, there's a lot of rules. And so people are just going to always ask questions about that. Licensing, figure out where you want to buy, narrow it down, start there, and expand out. True. Once okay. you get that. So next thing you want to do, figure out like another one is like, where am I paying for this? Or how am I going to pay for this? Where am I getting my money? True. And that'll lead into what is, how am I taking title to these? Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com welcome. What's my structure, my corporate structure going to look like? And if you figure out the money first, it helps you figure out the corporate structure. And you can go to an attorney and say, here's where I'm getting my money. For instance, if you're buying with self-directed retirement account, say it's with Quest or NewView. It's going to be NewView, FBO, Rick Gallon, self-directed IRA, one, two, three. Or Rick Gallon or NewView, FBO, Rick Gallon's health savings account. So that's kind of... You'll know you're getting your money from there. They're going to have specific ways that you need to take title to the property. And they're very specific. On that. Maybe you have your own capital. Maybe you have a rich uncle and you're structuring, you're doing an LLC. At that point, you're like, look, what's the best way to structure this deal that keeps us safe, keeps it secure, keeps us in compliance with the SEC and all that stuff? Go, see, go talk to an attorney. They're going to help you out. Say, look, here's what I'm trying to do. Here's my structure, which is what we did. At the beginning, we went and found structure that, that worked for us. And the, our attorney said, here's your structure. This is what you need to do. We move forward. Great. So. Interesting. So it's not also too, it's like, you don't need an LLC for each one you get, right? Meaning what? Each note. No, you can do that. There's things out there. There's a Texas series LLCs, in which case you start with a mothership LLC. And then each time you buy an asset, it goes at a new LLC is spun up for that asset. What's the advantages of that? For one, you're siloing off the asset. Yeah. If, for instance, it's a rental property and it might be worth 50,000, but you've got 10 other properties that are bundled up into the same LLC worth 100,000 each, and somebody in that $50,000 property slips and falls and goes and starts to sue the LLC, they can't come after you personally, but they can go after all the assets inside that LLC. And so you have now all those assets inside the LLC are at risk of being taken. Mm -hmm. So if they were all in their own individual LLCs and you maintain, it's called the corporate veil. If you don't pierce the corporate veil, then theoretically they can slip and fall, sue, and they could only get you up for that one. They couldn't get you for the other 10. So 
That would be a re- yeah. That so that's more of a play in the rental in the rental market. Yeah, yeah, it's in the rental market, but it's definitely. You're talking about how you would do that and actually put the name of maybe the house owner or something, so like it would. Sure, we've done that. What was the advantage of that? So I know what asset was tied to it. Oh, it was simply for dummy proofing it and say just making it as blatant as possible. That's one two three Smith Street LLC. Which assets that? It's one two three <laughs> Smith Street. <laughs> we we would do that, and we we still do that on rentals. If we take something back through foreclosure, and we're going to sell it with owner financing, we'll or it's going to be held vacant. We'll put that into a new LLC, so that way, if something happens, if somebody were to break in, just you got to protect yourself as much as possible. Yeah. So that's stuff that we do. Yeah. So you want to talk to an attorney, figure out the corporate structure. Some people say, well, it's way overkill. Others mm-hmm. will say, no, that makes sense. Would you ever buy one in your personal account? No. <laughs> no. I would not. Yeah. I would not. Why? Explain why. Because then I'm personally liable. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, for the note. You mean would I take title to a property in my personal name, that, like an investment? I wouldn't. Yeah. Because if something were to happen and they come back and... They try to sue, then they're sued because they're going to sue me. You always, yeah, no, that would be not me. I know the answer. I just wanted to, other people might not know the answer. That's a good question, though. Yeah, it's one of those things where, okay, so we got that down. So this is how you're going to, so we got to figure out your structure, right? Structure, your structure. So educate, capital. Capital. Where's it coming from? Yeah. Structure. Now you want to go and you're like, if you're ready to pull the trigger, it's time to figure out, okay, I got to set up, I got to talk to a servicer. Yeah. I guess one question before you go there is, and this is just me because I don't know, when you're learning education from certain people, and I'm sure you can't speak for all, but do they teach you how to set up structures like that? Is is there? They will definitely, like some of them definitely have affiliates with people that do the structures and you can get really crafty on structures of like trustees and trusts and trusts within trusts, and you can make it super complicated. So yes, they, people will have their advice on that. I would say, talk to an attorney. We've got a good group out of Texas right now that we're working with. I'd say spend the money up front because it'll save you in the headaches in the back. Yeah, we need to have an attorney on one of these days. We've got several attorneys that we can bring on, so. They're not going to charge us, are they? No, but when you get them on here, it's funny because you get attorneys on and it's you're on our podcast, so we're promoting their business. And if you've got three or four questions that you need answered and you don't want to get charged for it, you can, let me ask you a real quick question here. Yeah, it's hypothetically. What if? Yeah. The what if questions are the worst. Yeah. All right. We'll be sure to write that down and get somebody on. So you're getting to the next part, which was? Servicers. Okay. Loan servicers. Who are they? What do they do? They're the people that are going to keep a layer of, you don't want to have to talk to the borrowers in place. They're the impermeable barrier. It allows you to tell them what to do. They go do it with the borrowers. Each servicer has their strengths and their weaknesses, and so is the price. So yeah. Some are really expensive. Some are not so expensive. Some monitor taxes and insurance. Some don't. Some do aggressive borrower outreach for you, and some do not. So it's really, and usually they're, each one will have different layers of service that you can stack on top of each other. So... You may find somebody who they'll offer the full gamut and you can kind of decide how it's going to be, how much you want them to do. For some people who have their own loss mitigation strategies, probably not yourself that you're coming in and it's brand new to you. you if you're brand new, you're probably going to want to go to somebody who's a little bit more of a full service servicer. You may pay a little bit more up front 
but at least you'll get to learn while you go because they will be asking you questions along the way and get an idea of, look, what goes into handling one of these things? Yeah. So one thing I've been seeing a lot, just, I don't know, I guess the words out to maybe people who self-service or do, maybe did the seller financing route. We see it. We ask them, hey, where, I saw this through self-service. Can you give me a little color on what the situation is so I can understand it? And, and you find it, but yeah, I've been self-servicing. Like it's no big deal, but I'm like, how many people self-service? Is that really a thing? It is a thing. And unfortunately, there's the little bit of you don't know what you don't know we talked about. If it ever came down to a dispute between the self, the person self-servicing and the borrower, like I've seen pay histories come over and the payment history is literally, it's an amortization schedule where they're just ticking off when they make the payment. Oh, they made that payment. Tick. Huh, it's the like new... the countdown to Christmas. Yeah, it's basically it's the countdown to Christmas. <laughs> and so, That's you know. Funny. When you go to start asking for servicing notes and payment history, they say, payment history, what's the payment history? Here it is. Here's a stamp of receipts. Th they'll say, here's photocopies of cash they gave me. I've seen that before. Oh my gosh. I've seen them say, here's my bank account. And they'll send over 12 months of bank account where they'll black out everything on the page, except there it is. There's their payment being deposited. Or here's copies of all the checks that they've deposited, and here's a copy of the deposited check. Wow. Yeah. So is there a safe way to do it as a self-service? I'm all for no. Yeah. I'm all for just give it to somebody and let did them Did you ever self-service anything? We did at the beginning. What was that like? We were doing it wrong. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Because it's, we had all these loans. We didn't send them hello letters. No, we didn't send them hello letter. I don't know what the hell a hello letter was. I didn't know we were supposed to be doing that. So what'd you do? You call them up and say, hey. Yeah, I called them up and I was like, hey, we just bought your loan. Do you want to sign the house over to us? Here, I'll give you a couple thousand bucks. Oh, but when they were, say like they were, you didn't ever buy anything that was performing. No, we didn't buy anything performing. Fortunately, we started our performing thing later on. Ah, but then you got into servicing. Yes, but by the time we had that, we'd, we'd already had the servicers. We're like, okay, let's use a loan servicer. And so we did. Interesting. Okay, so we've talked about you need some education. Yeah. You need to have your structure set up correctly. Correct. You definitely want to have a servicer. And this is something, too, we're talking about before you get going. But here's the one thing I've seen with servicers is that it's a chicken in the mouse thing because, or chicken in the egg. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, man. It's it, it's <laughs> where the, a lot of servicers won't deal with you until you have a loan to board. So they're like, "What's the what loan are you buying? What's what we, I need to see the paperwork? What's the address?" It's right, like, I have a problem here. So you can't get an account. No, what you can do is you can talk to them. You can say, "Look, you can talk to two or three of them." Here's what I'm looking to buy. I want to get this set up now. I know I'll have to call you when the loan's ready to when I'm ready to buy it. But at least shop around. Yeah. So that way, when the time comes. You can pull the trigger. You're not waiting. Then the seller's not going, hey, what's up, man? You're like, I'm trying to find a loan servicer. Because mm. that, uh, okay. Yeah. If you've done some of the legwork up front, you're good. Yeah. At least start talking to the servicers. Yeah. And then also, too, if you're in a transaction in paper stack, and we have a step where it's to transfer the servicing transfer. And you, hey, I, I don't have a servicer. So, okay, you know, you want some introductions? At that point, we have enough information to give the servicer, hey, here's Joe Smith needs a servicer. Start your process. At least I put their name in there now. And by the time you get done with your transaction, you should be all good to go. Correct. So it doesn't take that long to get set up. There's a forms and different setup forms that 
And I, also too, if you have don't have a servicer in a transaction, if you don't have a preference towards any servicer and it's performing, probably just keep it there. I mean, that's the easiest. That's a great point, Brett. If you are new to this and you're buying a performing loan and it's performing and it's with the servicer, say, can I get in contact with somebody that serves in company and I want to keep it with them because yeah. you don't want to rock the apple cart, but I was going to hope you would try to. I <laughs> rocked the boat. I don't know what I would have said there. I don't know. I was, I was, I was actually like, I'm going to tee this up and see if you can <laughs> mess this one up. But if it's, if it's got a good thing going and it's paying, don't mess with it. Just let yeah. it go. Because oh. then you don't have the hello and the goodbye letters. You still have, it's a transfer of ownership in the loan. Is what so they know that, huh? Yeah, yeah. They'll know. Yeah, yeah. So, there's so, a new investor owns your mortgage. Oh, wow. I never knew that. I always just thought that they just kept paying to the same person. Just like, They still keep paying to the yeah. same servicer. There's just something that says, hey, your loan has been sold. We're going to retain servicing. But exactly. there's a new owner on it. So I did not know that. Yep. Yep. Okay. What's next in the process? You got your servicer. We are t- uh, talked about li- uh, licensing. Licensing that. You've states. probably established by now in your education, you've established like your, your strategy. strategy, like what you're going to be buying, whether it's performing or non-performing. So now it's setting up your saved searches, finding your assets on paper stack, and then just start talking to people. Yep. Just start. That's it. Start talking. Those are the things. That's how you, that's how you get going. All right. Start talking, asking questions, talking to sellers, finding out stuff that meets your criteria, whittling it down, <laughs> finding one, and then buying it. How long will you think it'll take education to first note? Everybody's different. Yeah, everybody's I different. I so I bought PJ and I bought I don't know, 15, ten to fifteen notes before we got education. <laughs> yeah, so we're not necessarily the right way to do it, but it's just something to think about. It's like each person's a little different. Their risk tolerance is a little different. So you guys had like no risk. You were risky as all get out, huh? I wasn't risky as I'll get out, but the pro- it was $8,400 on something that I knew was worth, I thought, fixed up forty to $50,000. And it was on a street that I'd been down a hundred times. So for me, I was like, and I knew it was vacant. I drove by and I said, what's well, vacant? So what's really the worst that could happen here? And so like you a- buy the loan and it's, I was like, ah, I'll buy the loan. I guess we would have to foreclose. I didn't know anything about foreclosure, but I knew you could get it back through foreclosure. And then I knew... And then we had stacked the cards in our deck and got the person's number and called them in advance and said, do you want to sign the house over? Even before you bought it? Yeah. We broke. Yeah, that was a no-no. You're not supposed to do that. That's not supposed to do that. Wow. But I we said, did. We said, hey, we knew we were about to buy it. We're like, hey, we're about to buy this loan. Are you interested in signing the house over? And she's like, I got five foreclosures going on right now. I don't need another one. Yes, you can have it. Wow. And so she signed the house over. So- 14 days in, we had our money back out and sold it. It's awesome. Now, just imagine, had that person not called you and said, wanted to buy a note, and had it been far away, you might have said no. Maybe, I don't know, but it was whatever. Interesting. Okay. I think that's pretty much everything you need to know to get started. Picture educator. Not everything, but just just a high level thing. At least the things that will help people on the I think pick your educator is like the most important. Go get education because that's going to set the groundwork. And the rest of the stuff will probably fall in. You'll know where your money is going to come from. You'll know I have money here set aside. An educator is going to probably talk to you a little bit about structure. They're going to tell you a lot what I said. Go talk to an attorney. That's an important thing. They're going to talk to you about loan servicers. Pick yourself a pretty good educator. Cool.
Yeah, there's a list on the Paperstack site. If you go to the support, the Knowledge Center, we do have a list of educators that we know and that you can go. Yeah, I I didn't know that. We get this, we get these questions. Yeah, I get these questions where people are saying, can I get some education? Here's a page that has a whole list of them. So it's all the ones dealt with and perfect. It's a whole list of educators you can go check out. And then we actually even have a whole list of all the servicers. There's a whole state. I have to have all this stuff in the, the knowledge center. Nobody even knows about it. We need a link that's a little easier to get to the knowledge center. It's on the footer. <laughs> it's on the footer. It's not going to make the header. And blogs didn't even make the header, but that's because we only have five or six blog posts. So, you know, we got to get more blog posts out there. But that's it for this episode of the Paper Tech Podcast. If you have something you want to hear, some questions you want answered, topics to discuss. Yep, yep. Or somebody interviewed. You want to have somebody interview, please let us know. We got all the equipment now. So we got the cool equipment. We've been waiting to have the equipment in. We're ready. It's time to start the uh, the interview process. Yep. Yeah. What's his Larry? Who's the guy? Larry King? No. What's the guy? Right. Did. Oh, Larry King did interviews. It was Larry King. Okay. So okay. don't mind him. Thank you guys. See you on the next one. See you. Bye. <laughs>